Hello and uh, welcome to another edition of Wood Chess. I'm Sam and today we'll be focusing on the FWPA supported Forest Learning Initiative. With so much good news to report from new and highly innovative resources, award wins, glowing testimonials from kids and teachers, uh, the embracing of new technologies such as drones, and much, much more. We'll be presenting this episode in two parts, a first uh, in the history of, uh, of Woodchat. Uh, so with that said, let's not waste any more time and get straight into it. Um, I caught up with Beth Weldon, Forest Learning Program Manager, um, as well as an array of other people who have played instrumental roles in the recent successes of Forest Learning uh, to find out everything you need to know. So Forest Learning is like the peak one-stop shop for teachers around Australia to access uh, free teaching resources that are relevant to the Australian curriculum and with a focus on Australian forests and sustainable timber products. How does that sort of look from a teacher or student perspective in the classroom? We provide schools, so basically for teachers and students, teaching and learning resources to meet a whole range of different subject outcomes. Yeah. So that can be from science to agriculture to design and technologies and geography, right through to maths and English and, and a whole range of other sciences like environmental, earth and environmental science. Forest Learning delivers resources for teachers from foundation right up to year 12 from multimedia videos and virtual reality experiences and virtual tours right through to worksheets or unit plans or, or simple activities like the forest tree carbon storage tape measure, which has been a huge success too. In yeah. and, and and now it, it looks like that's continued to evolve and, and, and you have embraced new technologies or new ways of delivering the units or the resources in particular i'm thinking of the recent addition of the drones in forestry resources so it, it sounds like from inception back in 2011 it's just continued to adapt and and, and embrace mm -hmm. new ways of supporting learning that's right so yeah forest learning since it started in 2011 from very humble beginnings of collating all the different forest resources from around Australia that had been created to provide a portal for resources for teachers to uh, reduce choice fatigue yeah. and to create a reliable and robust depository for different teaching resources. Particularly the new resources that we're creating are being developed in partnership and close collaboration with teacher association groups so that we can bring the expert forest and wood product knowledge and teacher association groups can refine that knowledge into something practical in the classroom. And we've continued to try to work with education associations and national education professionals to help refine and, and define what emerging technologies there are in schools, such as virtual realities, such as smart boards and e-learning modules, so yeah. that we can, we can be helpful and useful for teachers. So for us, to be a useful and reliable source is what we're all about. It's not about forest learning, but it's actually about listening to what teachers need and what students find engaging and helpful in their learning. 
and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like the fundamental reasons for doing all of this work are, are possibly twofold. Number one is to engage students as the consumers and the decision makers of the future around the sustainable nature of forestry and why it's so important. And, and obviously that then flows on into people's choice of the use of, of, mm. of timber for various purposes, but then also promoting forestry as an exciting career prospect and perhaps engaging the next generation of talent. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. So forest learning is all about trying to translate the amazing stories that are happening in the industry, whether it be from sustainability and biodiversity and forest protection, to translate that for students across the year levels from foundation to year 12. Yeah. So we are trying to translate and, and produce materials that showcase the range of exciting and really innovative approaches that industry is using in everyday working life that they probably take for granted yeah. but that are actually really important in securing our sustainable future as a as a society and as consumers but also showcasing in the process all the range of careers that are available for people from from IT through to human resource management through to forest management and technology utilisation like drones flying and uh, there's even projects now in terms of creating virtual forests and how do we do that and point cloud data. So there's a whole range of different things that we can showcase for students, get them excited yeah. and help provide industry with a whole range of resources that they then can also use in their own regions and within their own schools that they are close to. So Forest Learning has been working with the iconic ABC kids presenter, George the Farmer, yeah. for the past two years. And we've developed some really innovative and, and hands-on activities for primary schools called the um, George the Farmer Sustainable Forest Management Educators Toolkit and Pine Plantation Forestry Toolkit. And so that contains a whole bunch of different hands-on activities and ideas that teachers can unpack in the classroom, primary classrooms. As a rollout from that, we've created some new initiatives such as the In the Classroom video series, which is a standalone group of videos that unpack some of those activities in visual form. And with George the Farmer is the lead doing the activities and then the students can follow um, in the classroom later. Yeah. And also as a result of that, we've come up with some virtual classrooms with Kimberlin Education and George the Farmer in live from the forest. And that has been involving a range of different professional foresters and expert foresters, as we like to call them in the virtual classrooms, who then work with George the Farmer in the forest to explain more about the sustainability of forests, where wood comes from, where our paper comes from, which is topical in schools, and how do we protect forests? Good afternoon everyone and welcome to this virtual classroom brought to you by Forest Learning. My name is Hannah and I'm a teacher from Kimberlin Education. We have some very special guests with us here today including George the Farmer, give us a wave George, Ben and Greg the Forester. Hi everyone, hopefully you're doing well, you look like you're in such a beautiful spot there. We certainly are Hannah, we're absolutely loving it. So we're trying to demonstrate within a half hour session of these virtual classrooms, 
the whole world of wood and the wonderful uses that we can make from this renewable and sustainable resource for schools. We can see all kinds of amazing sights right here in the forest from animals right here in the forest. I'm wondering if the kids can let us know in the chat uh, group there, if they can let us know some of the things they've seen, heard and smell in the forest. Now, Greg, I'm going to pose another question to you. We've seen how tree seedlings are planted. We've learnt what timber is, but how do we turn these big round trees into rectangular building products that go into making our houses and schools? And what are some of the incredible machines? Good question, Ben. So when once we've harvested these trees mm -hmm. in the forest, mm -hmm. they get loaded onto a truck, yep. and then they go to a timber mill, mm -hmm. and then they get processed, and they go through a heap of, heap of different machines, and it's basically all these saws that cut it down from a round log into a square log. And once it's into a square log, and then it gets cut up to the boards that we buy from the shop today to build stuff. There we go. That is amazing. And I reckon, Hannah, we might have some vision out in the forest and then also in the timber mill that we can have a look at. We sure do. This is a great video. I'm sure all the students will really enjoy this one. All of the virtual classrooms have been recorded and form a library of different tools that can be watched at any time. So if schools miss out on a particular session, then they also always have the chance to back it up with uh, the live recordings and that's been found to be just as useful and informative for kids back in the classroom as well. So Forest Science Explorers has been an evolution of ideation I suppose you could say within forest learning to try to tackle the whole forest literacy within school systems. How do we build an understanding about our sustainable forest industries particularly within primary schools where an appreciation of the different adaptations of forests to their unique environments is part of the national curriculum. What the central theme of Forest Science Explorers is all about is that we have different beautiful forest types around Australia occupying different environments and they've all adapted to their unique physical environment where they grow. So that means that the science behind these forests is different. They all have different adaptations. They all respond differently to physical features like climate and rainfall. And therefore, the way that we manage these forests has to be different. And it is. And that's where the whole science of forestry comes in. And that's what we're trying to imbibe within students and teachers to show actually not all forests are the same, number one, but therefore not all forests can be managed in the same way. So we have come up with the idea about Forest Science Explorers that explores four different forest types that are quite uniquely different and they occupy different climate zones and different physical environmental features. So we've got Jarrah, dry eucalypt forests, cypress pine forest, which is a native softwood, and also the tall wet eucalypt forests of Tasmania, Victoria and parts of New South Wales. And each has been explored within the Forest VR, the new series of Forest VR. So that's really exciting as well. We've added some animation effects on top of the actual vision of the forest to try to improve and um, enhance engagement within that primary audience. I like the Jawa Forest because I live in Brisbane and I would like to look at the Western Australia forest. In the Jawa forest, there was a lot more tr big trees than it compared to Brisbane. 
And I like looking at trees and comparing my height to them. And we've also been working firsthand with all the foresters within those forest types to make it factual, but also fun. So we look at adaptations of the trees within those forests, particularly the trees that are also managed for a range of reasons, whether it be for the environment, for biodiversity, for water, but also in a lot of ways for wood production as well and doing that sustainably. And therefore we look at and we explore and we interview and the foresters lead us through the forests that they manage and explain how they manage these forests for different purposes. One of the foresters uh, who collaborated on the development of these forest science explorer resources was Nathan Moody of the Queensland Department of Agriculture and Fisheries, uh, who discussed his involvement uh, during a recent call. Yeah, so my um, my current role is operations manager for Cypress. So we manage the native forest logging of Cypress Pine in southwest Queensland. Yeah, we've been working with um, Beth, uh, who approached DAF uh, with the Forest VR, wanting to, you know, showcase and develop some of those learning resources um, for, for the classrooms, for the kids on native forests in Queensland, native forest harvesting. So... Yeah. Yeah, when, when Beth came towards DAF, um, the call got put out to those who might be interested and definitely something that, yeah, that tweaked my interest, selling the good word of wood to, to the kids. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you actually about that. What was it that sort of inspired you to, uh, to want to be involved with this particular initiative? Oh, I think it was, you know, just about engaging and, and, and inspiring kids. It's When I went to school, we sort of didn't get the exposure to forestry and I wasn't really aware of it until, you know, I left high school. So um, I think, you know, engaging the next generation of people in sustainable forest management, I think, can only can only lead to good things. And, you know, for the forestry industry's got a lot of good selling points and um, we often don't do that well. So this was a, a great opportunity to my stamp into it and um and sell you know native forest harvesting in queensland i guess my involvement really with with beth and the team and putting together those resources was putting my spin on it in the field and finding some of the best locations to showcase some of the cypress in in our area and we landed on barracoola so barracoola is a pretty pretty amazing heavily managed cypress forest and, and what, what was it about that location then that you felt kind of lent itself well to, to telling that story um, in this way? Well, it, it wasn't a treated forest as such. It was sort of a good mix of, of eucalypt and, um, you know, healthy, healthy cypress pine trees. Yeah, we had a good variety in the stand to, you know, talk about different things and, and the soil types and you know, the bigger eucalypt trees and how cypress sits in the forest um, and, you know, to really just showcase the whole ecology of what, what would be a pretty typical native forest in, in our area. So, yeah, it was really just about pulling those parts that they wanted together and, and um, finding that location. So being able to fly the drone and take, take good canopy photos and give that you know that real virtual reality experience to to the viewer so when when you sort of when i sort of had a look at the product that they developed i was i was pretty blown away by by how engaging it was and you know looking around and i showed it to my daughter and um she sort of said it sounds nothing like your dad but (laughs) um (laughs) but uh you know it really piqued her interest in 
what she said was, you know, I didn't realise your job was so interesting. And, you know, she's she's eight going on 13. But right. <laughs> um, it, she thought it was fun, it was engaging. Yeah. You know, she's, she's a real gauge for me as to, you know, what other kids might think of that. If there were certain messages that you're you were kind of hoping that um, students that um, experience these resources kind of walk away with. What are the hopes from your perspective? What would you like the students to learn or understand about forestry and, and what you do? Philosophically, I, I guess I've, I've got a real passion for forestry and, you know, the sustainability of it and, you know, that good conservation and, and good forest management you know, managed in perpetuity, benefits everybody. Like, I think forestry really got a good story to tell. Um, and I often don't think we we sell that well enough. I think we've got a lot of challenges facing the industry at a lot of levels, but I think we've got a, a lot, of, lot of good stories to tell about what we do and the benefits of what we do and the carbon storage and those sorts of things and, you know, the total use of the forest, I think, getting that message across to kids and balancing some of the other information that they might be receiving is, I think, an important part of balancing their understanding of, of ecology and forest science and those sorts of things. So to me, it's just about engaging and, and getting kids involved and understand, having them understand that, you know, forestry is a great industry. It's been around for a long time and it will still be around for a long time. So... Yeah, the forests will always be there to manage. I, I, I see the Forest VR and the project that they've developed is uh, an incredibly clever project. It's really showcasing innovation and it's an immersive experience being delivered in something that's, you know, relevant to kids. They can look it up on their iPad, you know, they can they can sort of walk around with it and look around the forest from their home or from their classroom. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in innovation and forestry is pretty good at innovation but the engagement side of things is is definitely where we should be focusing as well so it's, it's great to be involved. In addition to the resources already discussed in this episode, uh, Forest Learning's celebrated Forest VR technology has expanded to include immersive educational experiences based specifically around the topic of agroforestry. Um, essentially, agroforestry refers to the practice of integrating trees and shrubs onto land that's primarily used for pasture or crops. And this combination of agriculture and forestry can bring about multiple benefits, including enhanced crop yields, boosted timber production, new income streams for farmers and landowners, increased biodiversity, improved soil health, reduced erosion uh, and carbon sequestration, uh, which obviously has a whole multitude of knock-on benefits for the environment and uh, the climate. So sustainability in schools is a really important concept and it's actually a cross-curricular priority area. So how we incorporate trees in sustainability conversations, particularly in agriculture, where there is probably not very much taught in those subject areas with trees or with forestry more generally. So embedding forestry and agriculture together is the perfect fit with agroforestry. Yeah. And so we set about trying to capture three different case studies of how trees in different areas of Australia are being incorporated into different farms 
for a variety of benefits for the environment, for biodiversity, for land management rewards, timber products, and therefore a whole different range of different profitability avenues for the farming business. We looked at three different ways that agroforestry can be incorporated, one being for shelter belts and improved pasture growth and a scientific trial by CSIRO and universities down in Tasmania. We also looked at how trees can be incorporated into farms but still retain cattle grazing, so something called silver pasture. I also caught up with Sean Ryan of Private Forest Services Queensland to discuss his involvement in the development of uh, the agroforestry resources. On area that has been cleared in the past that we consider is good country for timber production. So landholders have this dual enterprise of cattle production as well as longer term goals of timber production. That's the concept of agroforestry really. In terms of providing your insights or support for the development of these most recent um, set of resources, what sorts of insights or support have you provided in that process of, of the resource development? Well, it's mainly in the, in the video production, I suppose, um, to sort of give, give a snapshot of what a plantation looks like at, at 20 years rather than a plantation that's just in the establishment phase. Often you see these trees being planted. Everyone's very enthusiastic about it, but they don't quite see the future of these trees and how they develop. So what does that plantation look like now and how has that developed over time and what do we see the future of that plantation and what products and how much timber will it produce and therefore how much carbon it is sequestered over that time because we all know timber is 50% carbon. Um, so it's a it's an extremely good form of pulling carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Then part of this process of being involved with these resources, which we'll uh, be teaching um, students all about the sort of importance of forestry, the benefits, including those sustainability, carbon sequestration benefits. Um, it, was that part of the reason for wanting to, to be involved? coming generation often get fed a fair bit of misinformation on you know if, you, if you're producing timber then at some stage you've got to cut that tree down but you've planted that tree and then once you've cut that tree down you'll plant another tree to replace it so it's a continuous production process that allows for timber to, to be planted to grow to be cut down and another one planted in its place so as opposed to digging a dirty great hole in the ground and extracting clay for bricks or limestone for cement or iron ore for steel, you're actually growing this product, locking up carbon in the process. With these resources being available to teachers and school children with input from people within the industry such as yourself, what do you think kind of benefits for the forestry industry of having those resources available to teachers and students? Well, forest learning has developed a whole range of education materials from, from really grade one or, or from preschool right through to uh, year 12. And that's an extraordinary combination of material that's, that's there now. And 
finally, we've got a stack of material that is aligned with the curriculum and that the teachers can just pick up. And this gives specific information on the industry and how trees are grown and then um, processed into a building product. We really need people to work in the industry in the future. um, We've already got incredible skill shortages. And unless people are attracted to that industry and see a benefit coming out of that industry, they won't join that industry. So I guess all of these things lead into not, not just an understanding of the industry, but a future involvement in the industry as well, I hope. We then also visited Yan Yan West Farm down in Victoria where they're using trees for a whole range of reasons. It's a sheep farm, but yep. they also incorporate trees not only for biodiversity and, and birds and animal protection, but also for profitability. So they have a lot of different trees that they harvest in small plantation areas. The information, I suppose, that you have gleaned from doing all of the the research and investigations and talking to the various people and going out to those locations, that has Mm. then all been consolidated to create more virtual reality experiences for students to use in the classroom so that they can essentially visit those places and see it for themselves mm. without actually having to go anywhere. Does Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. Because Forest VR provides a really safe way to navigate health, safety, geographical access issues. So it can provide a real barrier. So students can not, not often go out to visit these places, particularly when they're found around the country. So we are trying to bring the forest to the classroom. So these are case studies and, and glimpses into the forest industry that, that have otherwise been hidden from view and from farms that have otherwise been hidden from view. Watching Forest VR video, it was much more realistic than other videos because if you look around then you like it's in real life which I liked about it. Teachers have really told us that they've found Forest VR to be technology rich so it's quite engaging and a highly effective way of engaging school students because they're into that tech they use it every day a lot of them do have VR headsets at home so this is trying to engage the new wave of learners through technology that they're already accessing. And the great thing about the Forest VR too is that you don't actually need a VR headset. You can use this technology on YouTube. So anything that can play YouTube, you can play Forest VR. Okay, so that further enhances the access that it brings, basically. Mm -hmm. So an impressive roundup there of some of Forest Learning's most recent achievements. Uh, This important FWPA-supported program continues to embrace innovation uh, in the expansion of its resources, which are loved by teachers Australia-wide. But don't just take our word for it. Uh, Forest Learning regularly collects feedback from teachers that use its resources. And here are some examples of uh, positive feedback given by educators. Uh, These are their words, but not their voices. I'm using the Forest Learning resources for my year nines. We have an assessment task that focuses on the life cycle of the radiata pine tree. I showed them a video this afternoon and they loved the VR component. I mainly teach woodwork and building and construction. During the situation with COVID, I was unable to do any practical excursions. I found the forest learning website very useful, especially with the interactive forest VR videos and virtual tools. 
This was useful in getting the students to think about the timber we use in the classroom and where it actually comes from, as well as the impact on the environment. I will continue to use forest learning as a teaching tool. And so that's just about it for this episode of Wood Chat. Uh, but with so much exciting stuff happening in the world of forest learning, we simply couldn't fit it all into one episode. Uh, so, um, as mentioned um, earlier on, uh, please make sure to join us next time for part two of our deep dive into all things forest learning, including, amongst other things, uh, recent award successes and how the team is upping the ante in the tech stakes uh, with the launch of new educational resources focused on the use of drones in forestry. I'll look forward to catching up with you all again then. Mm-hmm.